Hey, well, Merry Christmas and welcome to Wednesdays in the Word. I'm Dr. Stan, and I'm just honored again to be able to share some thoughts with you from the Word of God. Hey, of course, it is Christmas time, so I thought I'd share something related to Christmas, and I titled this simply, A Call Like No Other. And the scripture reference is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. I am going to take time to read it. I hope you'll maybe, you know, take a moment, grab your Bible, look at your smartphone, unless you're watching me on your phone. Uh, But, you know, see if you can follow along with the scripture. If not, trust me, I'm reading it correctly. So now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the Son of God. Behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You know, Christmas season for especially liturgical churches, uh, we find that they really understand the importance of the role that Mary had in the coming of the Messiah. So often in our more evangelical and charismatic uh, churches, we, we, I mean, we recognize Mary, but it's not a big thing. But, you know, Mary really did have a prominent place in Scripture, And from what we understand, she had a prominent role even in the writing of the New Testament. She was the Q source, many people believe, or the the primary source of much of the historical information on the life of Christ. Certainly, uh, his early days up through his time in the temple at age 12. But even after that, Jesus or Mary chronologued much of what happened. She pondered the events of Jesus's life in her heart. And so um, she had a great influence, not just on her own son, naturally, but also on the apostles, etc. And so uh, I want to look at the life of Mary kind of briefly, but I want to look at a few different specific points. Number one, I want to look at the unlikely choice. Uh, the, The second thing is an awesome assignment. Uh, who went through an unbelievable process in order to accomplish an impossible request which produced an eternal consequence. Really, in many ways, Mary was an unbelievable choice. She was a young woman without experience. I mean, she was a virgin. Most likely, from what we understand, she may have been 15, 16 years of age. 
she was engaged uh, to a, a, a man named Joseph. Now, we don't know a whole lot about Joseph other than he was a, a stepdad to Jesus. What a vital role that was. But prior to that, he may have been older, probably closer to 30 years of age. They had already signed, if you will, the covenant agreement together. They were betrothed to be married. But, uh, you know, they came from a, a very poor area. Nazareth was considered one of the dregs of Israel. Uh, the word that she received was also come from an unlikely source. I mean, now listen, I know some people that believe that they hear from angels pretty much every day. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've never per personally experienced an, an angel. I think I heard angelic singing at one time in a service. That was pretty cool. But other than that, you know, no angels visited me. But maybe I didn't have quite as large of a purpose as Mary did. But here Gabriel visits her and speaks to her, and she has a couple of questions. I mean, I don't know if I would have been able to hold my lunch, let alone be able to hold a conversation with an angel like Gabriel. And she receives a prophecy. I mean, the prophetic word was, you know, you're going to have a son, even though you've never known a man. And she believed it and submitted to the prophetic word. You know, right now there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the prophetic realm about you know, our election and all of that, and still people that are very much holding on. And hey, you, I'm not going to say which side of that debate I'm on. I just want you to understand that, you know, there are prophecies that we absolutely know are true because, of course, they come to pass. And Gabriel's word to Mary certainly did come to pass all for our benefit. What an awesome assignment she received. I mean, it was a troubling message, and that's why she had questions about it. It frightened her because of the content of it, but it made her stop and contemplate. I mean, here she was being told that she is highly favored and that she has the responsibility of raising, well, not by herself, also with her husband, Joseph, but raising the Son of God, who was also the Son of Man. I mean, what an incredible assignment Mary received. You know, all of us have assignments from the Lord. It's obviously not as awesome of an assignment as what Mary had, but, you know, we do get assignments. We have purpose. We have meaning in life, and, and all of us need to know what that assignment is. I mean, it was very clearly stated for Mary. Most of us have to kind of discover our assignment as we go, but nonetheless, what an awesome assignment she had. And, and, and then what an unbelievable process she had to go through. She was young, but not stupid. Regarding, of course, the, pro the process of becoming pregnant. Uh, and she most likely understood that the response of people around her was going to be difficult to have to navigate. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, we often think, I mean, what did Jesus hear from his friends regarding his birth? Immaculate conception. Right. Sure. I mean, how did this happen that she left for Nazareth and came back pregnant, you know, from uh, Bethlehem? I mean, all, the, the rumors and the, all of that stuff must have been very difficult. But again, Mary, I mean, she could withstand, I believe, any criticism any commentary, because she had that sure word from the Lord. And one of the things we especially need today is we need a sure word from the Lord. You know, we know that God is with us. Mary knew that the Lord was with her. She was highly favored, and nobody could take that away from her.
Well, in Christ, we are all highly favored by him. And really, no one should ever take that away from you. What an impossible request. I mean, to give birth to God, to raise him for God's purpose. And eventually, and how difficult is this for many mothers, many fathers to release their children to their greater divine purpose? And yet Mary certainly had to do that. She had to eventually transfer the the primary parenting responsibility from herself to Joseph because Jesus had to learn to become a carpenter, a stonemason, so that he could follow in that sense in his father's footsteps so he could earn the money necessary to take care of the family when Joseph had passed on and and also to provide perhaps some of the foundational funding for Jesus's ministry. I mean, all of that, Mary had to contemplate these things. Mary had to negotiate these things, letting her son go after she recognized how important uh, her role was, must have been difficult for her. But then think of the eternal consequence of her obedience. I love that statement right in the middle of that passage of scripture, well, near the ending part. It says, for we must know that nothing is impossible with God. A virgin birth, not impossible with God. Bringing a Messiah to the world, not impossible with God. Providing salvation for the whole world, not impossible with God. Giving us purpose in Christ, not impossible. Nothing's impossible with God. And, and thus, I, I really love the perfect response that Mary gave. She calls herself a bond slave of the Lord. Paul later used that same term about himself, that, listen, I, I voluntarily choose to submit to anything and everything, God, you want for me. I am your servant. I'm willing to, to give my life. I'm willing to give my body. I'm willing to give everything about me in order to serve you because I know there is no higher good than serving the Lord by serving mankind. You know, Mary is a wonderful example to us. And I'm grateful for my mom. She was a great mom, but she was no Mary. Most of us didn't have a Mary. And I don't know if Mary was perfect. We know that Jesus was perfect. Mary did the best she could with a very difficult assignment, but thank God that she took on the role and was willing to be the highly favored one that would bring forth the birth of the Son of God. So this Christmas, you know, as you gather around, gather on your tree, open presents, hopefully you read from Scripture. We're going to do that this Christmas as we do every year. We'll read from Luke chapter 2. We'll pray a bit. We'll share some testimony of how God's been with us during the year. And we'll remember uh, the Christmas story related to my parents. And that's part of our tradition. I hope you have some traditions as well. Traditions that, that include remembering all that God has done by sending the Prince of Peace into the world. Hey, this is Dr. Stan. It's just an honor to be able to share these thoughts with you. Check us out at, uh, of course, here on Facebook, but also uh, drstandecoven.org, vision.edu, booksbyvision.org. Until next time, again, this is Wednesdays in the Word. Be blessed.